Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time for the dark carousel. Alrighty, you horror fans of the haunt world and us favorite clowns. Today on the Dark Carousel podcast, we have a guest today, folks. We we pulled it off. We did. Because I know the last two we didn't. So today we uh, have Rick Plummer. He is a haunt actor. He actually works out with land with us. He also writes short films of all different crazy horror stuff so we'll bring in that snags guy hey what's up guys how's it going and then we will bring in rick what's up hey what's up so yeah today we get to speak with rick Plummer. um pretty excited about this it feels like i haven't done this in a fucking hot minute but um yeah we're gonna sit here talk with him talk about haunt burnouts and talk about you know rick rick man rick introduce yourself how you doing buddy I'm doing pretty good. Uh, my name's uh, Rick Plummer. I've been doing, in, I've been in and out of the haunt industry for 47 years. I'm 46. My dad used to do uh, home haunts, and he used to blow me up and said, "Go for it." Hell yeah! And then uh, he used to do uh, set designs and makeup for mom and pop houses before haunts became what they are now. Yeah, no, that's, and that's he, should, he stayed me with him. So here you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is going to be uh, a fun one, guys. Uh, again, the past two episodes have been kind of, you know, a little, 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 little Hey, blame. we made do. We had to do it because, you know, consistency is perfect. Uh, but today we are going to sit down and talk with him, talk with him about, you know, his adventures of his, what did you say, 46 years, basically? Yeah, I mean, I don't got a lot of uh, adventures and everything, but because there's a, there are a few years I didn't do any haunts, and my, the first... Uh, the first haunt I ever worked at that was professional was uh, Elliott's Auto Bath here in Middletown. Mm-hmm. They had a haunted forest in about two years in a row. Okay. And I was like when I was about 14, between 14 and uh, 15. And then from I was 16 until I was 27, I didn't do any haunts. Damn. <clears throat> and then uh, I, I started out, I went went to uh, Springboro Haunted Hayride. Yeah. Uh, ran the chainsaw there. Um, next year I went to uh, Chamber of Horrors and went before moved over where uh, – um, manner is yeah and then uh took another year off and then i've been in land of illusion since on and off since 2008 yeah i worked at chambers from 2006 six or seven until 2011 and then ed and mary they were kind of like screwing us on money oh, yeah. um bad uh and we didn't <laughs> here's your 20 bucks well yeah here's your 20 <laughs> bucks you know and it, like they got mad at us because we were counting customers oh, yeah. and ed mary <laughs> ed mary they're good people uh but and they're they're kind of crooked a little bit but uh, other than that that's mean there's the reason why their their haunt got shut down and now it's nightmare manor um have you been out to nightmare manor yet no no i'm i'm kind of afraid to go back in that building i heard fun things about that place but yeah nightmare manor um, so, uh, how long have you been working at Land of Illusion now? Let's see, 2008, uh, now, uh, except, except for the couple, like last season, a couple seasons before that. So that's 13 years. Jesus. So you've seen that place grow. Oh yeah. Jeez. That's fun. See, I, I was there. I, um, I remember them starting to build the, the stage mm. and the outside, everything where everything's, you know, nice and, you know, uh, just the circle itself. Yeah. 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 It used to be dirt. Yeah, I remember it being like when I when I went there, when I was younger, I remember it was it was just dirt, and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't even have the bar. They had a gift shop. Um, I think Psychos and Temple just got built, I think, and then I know the trail was there, and the Clowns was not there yet when I went. Um, and then I remember they didn't even have their their restrooms yet. They had those uh those little trailers. Oh yeah, those were. And then some dude, I remember some dude, I was I was completely terrified. This big-ass fucking dude was running around with, um, like, this, I don't know if it was an axe or a sword, but he was, uh, he, I don't know. I, back in the day, I did not, I didn't care for haunts because I was terrified of haunts. And then here I am, you know, 16 years later, fucking in love with it. And all I talk about is haunting. Um, but, yeah, th- I know this year's been, this year went by too quick. And and it, and it didn't really even seem like it was over at all. Like the banquet was strange. Yeah. 
that was probably and a lot of stuff went down that a lot of people didn't know i'm not gonna say it on the podcast but we'll talk about that when we're done uh, i found out a bunch of crazy shit that it went down yeah. um and then uh the yeah. awards were kind of shocking i was kind of surprised on Cause some it's all one big mystery it is a big fucking mystery at land of illusion and it's just <laughs> it's just crazy because it's like it doesn't it's it's so surreal that it's already over like it doesn't even i don't I like again i don't even feel like it's over and i think that's why you know those haunt blues are starting to kick in a lot harder than usual because it's like dude brett give us one more fucking weekend please well, I, I didn't come in this season until halfway halfway through. Yeah. So I mean, when everybody else is you know done and everything, you know, banquets were you know I'm in this weekend, and I'm like, I'm still ready to go. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, give me give me more fucking time for this. I know um, a lot more haunts. Even after everybody shut down, there's fuck. Just last weekend, they they shut down. Their last weekend's already done, and now Scare Factor is about to do their award ceremony in Indianapolis. I was going to go to it, but I didn't realize it was going to be in Indianapolis. So that kind of sucks. And plus we work second yeah. shift that weekend, but you know, hopefully, you know, land gets some pretty cool awards and stuff. And everybody else gets a bunch of awards, but I just know this year's just been, I thought they notify people when, when they win. So. Oh no, they do. They do the ceremony first. And then, uh, the, the week after that weekend, they post it on Facebook and stuff, but they don't tag anybody. They just throw it up on there. And they well, I know, but I thought they like let, like so. Say for example, if you won, they already let you know that you won. That way, you can attend their banquet. No, no, well, not necessarily. They well, that's what she said when we did the interview, dude. I can't do. We how many interviews we've had? I don't, I don't. I don't fucking remember. But yeah, if she does, yeah, that's cool. But and but again, I don't know. They're having it some haunt, and there's like thirty plus haunts gonna be there. So it's good. Excuse me, a, a bunch of fucking. Um, other haunts are going to be there and, and it's going to be pretty cool for everybody but I ain't driving no two hours I can't do that fuck all that <laughs> shit but I just know this year it's just it was a strange fucking year at land um, I mean it was a good year I'll, I'll, I'll say that much but you know what? shut the fuck up yep I feel that one <laughs> uh, so Rick man um, so let, let's let's talk about some some stories about your short films that you've wrote, ma'am. And then we'll start going on the path of, you know, haunting and, you know, the burnouts and stuff. And then we'll just go from there, ma'am. Well, I wrote a one called The Promise. And it, it starts out the way people read it. It's a th You know, they think it's about cheating until they get to the end. I ain't going to say the end in case anybody wants to read it. But it's just totally different. They're, you know, people that's read some of my stuff. You know, they're like, you start out one way. We think you're going one way with it, and then you just like do a complete 360. Right. Oh, so it's definitely a big old plot twist. Yeah. Cool. And I and I like doing that, and, I, and also like, uh, you know, also the way I write stuff, I don't do backstories. Okay. I just start writing, and that's it. Okay. Hmm. That's it. The mystery is in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 fun about it. Now, have um, how many short films have you done? I haven't done no short films. I've did the scripts. Oh, you done the scripts. Yeah. So you're now you're just waiting for somebody just yeah. to do the films. So let's, let's make it happen. And I did a uh, one full, uh, one a uh, one full, uh, one full script. Um, a lot of people I know that's in the movie industry said that I need to add about ten more pages to because only sixty five pages. Oh shit! But um, uh, most people that I let read that script, they cannot get past page eight <laughs> or nine. Why is that? Is it just because it's gory? Because it's gory. Oh yeah. And what I have one of the main characters do. Oh, yeah. so oh okay. I know you yeah. know, it's it's deep, isn't it? This it's is not a, really deep. It's just gross. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This, this is some of that American guinea pig shit. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. God. Yeah. We. You seen Terrifier two yet? Not yet, dude, bro. You got have you, you. have to fucking watch it because oh, yeah. like when Justin had us watch the um, American guinea pig. Uh, what the fuck was it? The the gore movie. Um, where they were basically, um, it was like torture porn. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I well, it was, it. it was fucking, I, and I was intrigued. I fucking loved every oh, yeah. moment of it. Justin was cracking up, like, because he didn't, he couldn't believe that we actually sat through the whole thing. He goes, dude, everyone I've ever showed this to makes it like 10 minutes and they're done. Well, like, oh, yeah. we just sat it, we, we all had a smile on our face. <laughs> yeah, we were just sitting there like, oh, this is fucking dope. <laughs> we were actually laughing and like making fun of like the dude talking and like directing it. You start with the left side. <laughs> you you got to go slow. It was like he was getting aroused. It's like, yeah. okay, this is fucking weird, but it got good. But do Terrifier 2, um, 
I think it tops it. Really? Yeah. Uh, there is a certain scene in there where it's like five or six minutes of just art going absolutely balls to the walls to this fucking girl. And you see everything. And it's like, oh, God, thank <laughs> you. And that's the shit that we want in horror. I mean, like, horror is just... Um, People are fucking it up these days. I think what it is with horror nowadays. We've seen it all. (laughs) Not not only that, not only that is, I think people's trying to always push an agenda now. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the agenda is. They're trying to push something. To me, horror is supposed to push the boundaries. That's the only thing it's supposed to push. And I mean, I don't care how if it's just gore porn. I don't care if it's just uh, psychological. People's afraid to kind of push those buttons now. Well, yeah, because a lot of people these days, they just get offended of just the, the smallest things. And it's like, that's why, like, American Guinea Pig is not in movie theaters. Yeah. You know, that you put that in movie theaters, they're going to get a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, but, like, I love those low-rated, B-rated films, man, because it's like, you can go past that line. And you can go as far as you can with it. And if you want to buy it, you can buy it. If you don't want to buy it, then don't fucking buy it. Yeah. Simple as that. But those American guinea pigs for us, like we, I watched two of their films and it was, um, that, that, uh, what the fuck was that movie called? Um, I don't know. I only seen the one that Justin showed me. That one. And then there was another one. There's, there's several films, but yeah. then we watched, uh, songs of, uh, Solomon. That was fucking crazy because there was this, it was all about this, um, it was like an exorcist, uh, this girl was possessed and stuff, and um, <clears throat> she was doing some crazy shit where all these priests started coming in and trying to, you know, do the exorcism and stuff. And truly and, it was just a hidden agenda. Yeah, hidden yeah. agenda, and then basically this girl was just like, the, the craziest part was like she was puking out her like intestines and all this other shit. And then she looks at the priest, and then all of a sudden she starts shoving it back in her mouth. It's like, you can't do that in normal Hollywood films. Oh, hell no. But in these films, yes, you know it's fake, but the way they do it just makes you gross. And then, mm-hmm. like, the sex scenes start happening, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> bring it on, baby. It was fucking badass. But, yeah, there is not a lot of horror movies out there right now. I'm really excited to see this new Evil Dead coming out next year. Oh, I didn't know that was coming out. Oh, yeah, and it, it's supposed to be brutal. I heard that Bruce Campbell's supposed to be in it, or direct it, or help write it, or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but I hope he's in it for the most part, or do a cameo yeah. or something, because he, he absolutely needs to be in it. Um, that's going to be a bloody movie, because like, the remake was really good. The remake was actually really fucking good uh, compared to the other ones, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that one goes, but just horror itself is just... Like, I'm not a... I'm not a horror enthusiast. I just like horror movies. Mm. I love the blood, guts, and gore. You bring it on, I'm going to watch it. Um, it's the same thing like with those um, those hostile movies. Yeah. Those are fucking wild. I remember watching that for the first time when I was a kid, and I was completely grossed out, especially the first one when that bitch's eye was dangling, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden he had to snip it, and it's, oh, that yellow shit came out. I was not. And then the Achilles tendon, that one fucked me up. I didn't. I didn't really care for that one. Um, but yeah, Blood, Guts, and Gore, man. I'm all about that. I love that shit. Yeah, the uh, the horror script I wrote is called uh, Rise of Baby Boy. And it's kind of, it, it pretty much is, a, <clears throat> it's to say, it's kind of the classic, you know, group of friends going on a trip. They find you know wrong place at the wrong time. But my cousin, my baby cousin, she, uh, I sent it to her mom first, because I know her mom was in it. And she's like, I can't get past page <laughs> eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And she goes, send it to, uh, send it to uh, my daughter. I was like, all right. So I said it to her. She said the same thing. She goes, I cannot get past page eight or nine, and you need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's good, though. If somebody can't even make it that far, that means you're onto something. I mean, if you can really fuck somebody up just by reading something, just imagine what you can do in a film. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, the way I wrote that, <clears throat> the way I wrote that is... I actually want people to look at me and just total disgust after they leave. If I ever get this damn thing filmed, I got one part already not filmed, but I actually got one prop actually bought. It's actually in the yeah, prop room of a lane of illusion. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's where baby boy wears. He wears a get mask. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and when he takes it off, his face is all deformed because he wears it so much. Okay. There's no sun to his face. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that, man. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't <clears throat> now, when it comes to real shit, does that bother you? Not really. No. See, I, I'm. I'm like, when it's like real, like there's certain things, like certain body parts that really get to me. Like if they start messing with like, like fingers or something, like I take that back. The Achilles heel. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, ugh. I don't, I don't like that. Or like, if they're like slowly um, torturing a person. Like, I remember watching this one video with some militia group in Mexico, and it started off with a decapitation, and this guy was tied down, and uh, his hands were behind his back, and he's just laying there, and just the way the camera was, you just see the guy laying, and all of a sudden, a fucking like machete just wham right to his neck well then it just kept going and going and then they turned him over to finish off the job but then what they do afterwards it's like they didn't like you know open up his like chest or anything no they like started from his neck and they started going inside that way and ripping mm -hmm. shit out and it's like what the fuck are you doing but that's what that's just like stepping into reality there's just some sick people out there that just do not care. Yeah, and it's not only in different countries. It's 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 right behind your house. It's it's everywhere. I mean, well, it's like um, <clears throat> what is uh back in the nineties? Like it was ninety six or ninety. I forget what it is, but uh, right here in Milltown, uh, that dude with that fucking killed his girlfriend in the basement, and chopped her up, and put her in a uh, yeah. barrel. And there's one there's kids like playing around it and shit. This is, that happened just recently. This is what I'm talking about. It happened back in the nineties. Oh fuck! And they. Uh, they pretty much uh, chopped her body up, and he's in prison now, and so is uh, his mom, because his mom helped him uh, get rid of the body parts, because they actually went, like, Indiana and, like, throw them in the river and shit. Mm. But uh, I forget the guy's name, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that's my age. I'm 46. <clears throat> there's a lot of people that remembers that from back back then. Jesus. Yeah, I just, I remember, the only thing that I remember really... Remember, was, I, not that, but I remember uh, just not too long ago, there was that guy, honestly, just right down the street from here, had uh, a girl in a fucking barrel. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's like, it's right here at home. It's it's right there. But again, that's why you just need to watch your surroundings and watch fucking people. That's why, like, if, if somebody comes to Land of Illusion and starts shooting up the place... That's the wrong place to shoot up because you're surrounded by make-believe serial killers. Yeah. You fuck up and have a gun. Dude, you're unlocking something, and yeah. you're going to have, like, 200 people. Well, yeah. we're, not, we're, we're not right in the head anyway. No, so. <laughs> we're all fucking sick. You come in and start shooting up a haunt, dude, you're, you're, you're choosing the wrong place well, to shoot up. Well, it's like I've told him that many a times. It's like, as a roamer, it's like, you know, you know from just doing it. You get drunk, disorderly people, or just punk kids that just sometimes that want to fight. Oh, yeah. And I've told you many a times, like, you know, who in their right mind would ever come to a haunt and try that shit? Because I guess they think because you have a mask on, you're a kid that works there. And some of these people don't realize, dude, some of, these, some of us are grown-ass men. Yeah. And, like, just because I got a mask on, dude, you're going to find out bad, you know? It's, and then they, they bitch and complain, like, security... <laughs> Don't don't try to handle a situation. You come get us. Man, fuck you. Some dude hits me, it's on. Well, everybody knows me up there. They know that if somebody gets in my face, I'm gonna I'm not gonna wait for security. Fuck that. I mean, there's been a few times already, you know, like I said, I only came halfway season, but the five weekends I worked there, I had about four or five instances where people just get right in my face and I looked at yeah. them like motherfuckers, we can do this. I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, dude. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. They want you to do they want you to come get security. They want you to do this. But the problem is we've learned from lesson security don't give a fuck. You can come tell them something, I don't care. Unless I see it myself, I don't care. Okay, cool. From now from now on, I'll handle it myself. And then when Brett wants to get mad, I'll say, Hey dude, your security don't give a shit. They're sorry. And every time you fucking tell them something, they look at you like you're stupid. It was like, for example, uh, that one week when that kid was supposedly going to come out there and kill himself. Yeah, we're in the we're in the garage just taking a break, and here come you know Steve running in there. Hey guys, he starts path. You got to be on the lookout for this kid. Supposedly he's going to harm himself. In which we did. We we literally we we got we got an image in our head. We yeah. looked around and like. But all... when you let security know, 
they're either why do you know about that or I don't care. It's like bro, like okay. the, and the, the way I was looking at things is, and this is just from from my point of view. If I was gonna go there, you know, and harm myself, I'm not just gonna harm myself. I'm gonna harm everybody else yeah. and then myself. That's that's the way I would do it. See, my understanding is <clears throat> when that happened, that guy said that he was gonna start fights with people. And then he's going to start as many fights as he possibly can. And then when everything's, you know, going full force, he's going down to when he was going to do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, evidently, the guy was at the park because uh, the security guy, one of the security guys said that he did turn his knife in at customer service. So he was dying. So he was there. Damn. And plus, uh, somebody else uh, mentioned something that uh, they, somebody else said that, uh, they have reports of him actually posting pictures of inside Land of Illusion. Yeah. Well, see, it was like that the week before. Supposedly there was a lady on the trail that threatened a car- an actor with a yeah. knife. And then they had us all looking for her. How are these people getting in with these weapons when you have security wanding them? Oh, I forgot. You have minors doing this shit. Uh. I mean, what the fuck, yeah. man? And then we have an actual metal security booth sitting in the garage. Why don't they use that? I don't know. Again, if any management at land is listening to this, sorry, but, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be adjusted. Yeah, no, just a little bit. Just a little bit. But anyways, let's get back on topic. Um, So, again, you've been doing this for a long time, Rick. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about it now? I don't know. I mean, it's like when you, like you said earlier, you know, I, I do get haunt burnout a lot. And, you know, if you've been in the war, if you've been in the haunt industry for a while, you do, it doesn't matter if you've done. All right. That was but, wild. Yeah. All um, right. So we'll try to micro that. Yeah. That was, that's, that, I don't, um, but again, it's just one of those things where we have to figure out what we can do for, you know, these younger generations because it's like you can't, uh, you can't really do anything at all. No. Which on this one? It should be that one right there. Uh, 21, 21 minutes. minutes. I don't even know. So. It didn't cut out that long. No. Yeah. No. If anything, we'll, 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 right. we'll glue and paste. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I, uh, but if whatever you guys miss, we're talking about um, basically the generation and uh, the customers and haunt burnouts where, you know, we'll put a commercial in. Yeah, we that's what, we'll do that. We'll just, are you tired of being at home alone? <laughs> <laughs> Vagisil. <laughs> no, but uh, no, uh, like like you said, man, it's it's getting to the point where it's not the actual acting part. It's the it's 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 just doing it consistently and constantly doing it. And then I I didn't I honestly this year is probably the first year in a while since I've actually felt it. But I know years prior, I just yeah. you go out there, you're you're good for like an hour or two, and then you're just like, Dude, I just wanna go home. I don't I don't I don't wanna do this no more. And then it's like <clears throat> and it, it kinda like puts you in a like like a depression a little bit because it's like you fucking love this shit. Why are you getting so low with it? Maybe it's because we're all getting older and you're starting to see like the younger generations stepping in and taking our place and stuff. And they're absolutely fucking killing it. Oh yeah. And then we're sitting back like, dude, we, we used to be like that. This year for me, it was the drama. The drama was this year. This year was so fucking bad for the drama, especially right before season started. They, they put uh, they put a certain individual in charge of haunt supposedly, but then you got all these other chiefs trying to say that he's not your boss. He's just in charge of getting haunt itself up and going, but he's not supposed to be telling you guys what to do. And he's sitting there going around telling people though, next year the rumors aren't doing this, they're not doing that, and it's like, dude, that's what people come to see. Yeah. Every year we get so many compliments on what we do. And it took all season to get it finally straightened out. But finally, the boss man himself came in the garage and sat down and talked to us. You know, super nice about it. Because you guys ain't going nowhere. You guys are doing great. I'm not going to change that. And I will handle that other situation, you know. And But all year, though, it was stressful as an actor knowing you don't know what what's going to happen to you. Yeah. You know, my main purpose of being out there is my character. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's what I originally came out there. And they knew that when I did the clown house, they knew that when I became a roamer. You know, I told Steve flat out, like, look, I come down here. This is what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, not a problem, not a problem. But then all of a sudden, right before our haunt season this year, oh, they want you guys to start changing up. They don't want to do clowns no more. They don't want to do this no more. Why? Just And, and that's the thing. It's like, don't take it away from us. Don't take away the fun or anything because then, like, you know, certain people will just, you know, leave and you'll lose really good actors. But, again, it's just it's it's hard to get into character, even though you know you know you're doing really well. Yeah. But deep inside, you're just like, I don't want to fucking do this. I know last year <clears throat> was my down year. I just like I all year I tried to get into it as much as I can. It was my first full year at a uh, land working at my job now and i was just one i was tired all the time and like i just i think about haunting like 365 days out of the year and then it just gets to the point when it actually comes it's like you 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 think it's gonna get better but it just seems like it's like it get it got worse yeah. it got worse and well, it got our worse work, our work schedule alone just wears and tears the body to where you don't want to do nothing. No. See, I, I've learned one thing is, you know, working at Land Evolution for about three or four years, I was so burned out wanting funny and I was so depressed, but I didn't want to let, you know, everybody else down. Yeah. So for about three years, for about three seasons, man, I pushed myself to do it. And you can't do that. It's like, uh, you know, Reba, my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, I want to come back, but I don't want to do the whole season, but I want to leave it. I'm like, then don't let, don't come back. Full season. Yeah, just come take, back for a couple weekends and take a couple weekends off. I was like, because yeah, I told her the same thing. I was like, I did the same thing for three seasons one time, and I was almost sick of it. Yeah, I mean, it just I, I didn't want to do haunt no more at all. Yeah, I think that's what my issue is. I mean, I just finished my sixteenth year, and I haven't missed a year yet. Um, I've missed probably well before my job. Before my job, I missed maybe like two nights throughout my whole years of working in the haunt industry. Um, But I think what got me going this year is the makeup. The makeup got me going. The makeup got me feeling a little bit more energized, wanting to do it more. And because it it was something new. I loved it. And then, you know, roaming, that that is great. We got to, if I don't have a good team to work with, it's gonna be fucking stupid, um, but if we I, like, I, we we had that this year. We had we had a great team in the makeup room. We had a great team and the rumors. Um, us three, well, was it six or seven of us down there? What was it? I mean, total seven, but yeah. some some weekends <clears throat> certain people couldn't make it. No, but again, everybody worked together as a team. Um, there was, I mean, there was a little drama here and there and stuff. But again, we all we all know where we stood in our haunt thing. People appreciated us, and we appreciated them. They asked for help. We asked for help, and we got it and received it, and they received it. Yeah. And that's what it. That's what it was all about. That's that's haunting. You know, we, we go out there, we have fun, we we create friends, friendships, family, and it felt good. But then the banquet came, and it was like, it was just, it was a Debbie Downer. Uh, this it was weird. It was it was quiet. It was like you're in and you're out, and it didn't it didn't like I miss when land. I think he got a lot of compliments, didn't you? You came in looking like a pimp. You did, man. Look, looking fresh. I know. Everybody, everybody, everybody loved the hat. Everybody's oh, like, man. The Ballard? Yeah, everybody's like, man, check, it, check Rick out, man. He's with a pimp in there. Got, all you needed was a cane. A P-I-N-P. Well, well, see, I was going to ask my brother if I could borrow his cane because yeah. he has a brass cane with a skull on it. Yeah. But I was he's a little bit taller than I am, yeah. so I didn't want to walk around with my elbow yeah. like. Well, so. see, you should have said something because actually, speaking of which, I don't know where it went, but I let Justin borrow a custom cane that – you know, we did here in the studio, and, you know, it's, it used to have a sword in it, you know, one of the things. But yeah. when we got it, the sword was missing. So the person that originally gave it to us said, here, I'm going to throw this away. Do you guys want it? And I was like, yeah, you know, we'll use it for a prop or something like that. And hell, yeah. So anyhow, I drilled out the eyes in it, and I put LED lights in it and had a little switch on the backside so it lights up and shit. So Justin wanted it because I guess he did something to his leg or something earlier in the season and he was limping and he thought, you know, this cane would go good with Dr. Psycho. I was like, all right, cool. So anyhow, I'm hoping he brought it home with him. I'm hoping he didn't leave it out there at Psycho's because I don't have to walk off, but I have no idea. Yeah. 
again, because there's a couple, like, we redid Sally this year for him. I did that. There's actually Sally 2.0. Yeah. That The first weekend, he brought it to me before season started, and he said, dude, I want to change this up. It keeps falling off the staff. I want to add a ability to where it'll shoot. Oh, yeah. He loved it. He loved it. So I was like, okay. I said, I can do it. And so anyhow, we built the first prototype. Well, he took it to that convention that he did, and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, I didn't think nothing about it, but I forgot sometimes Justin gets a little animated and wild with shit. And <laughs> Well, anyhow, the gun itself just wasn't – the doll plastic and the gun plastic were two different types, so bonding them together was a pain in the ass, and I knew it wasn't that sturdy. So opening weekend at land, he comes back to me and goes, dude, he goes, this thing's awesome, but he goes, everything stopped working. And I was like, what do you mean? So we looked at it. So I was like, just bring it to the studio in the middle of the week. I'll gut it, and I'll figure out what went on. Well, sure enough. Justin, it's dark in there in Psycho, so he was putting water in, filling up the squirt gun every other hour, so filling it back up. Well, I guess he was getting water inside the whole oh. head, and it was getting the components wet, and they rusted and shorted out. All right, so I took it apart, and Sally 2.0 got all brand new eyes, got all new wiring, heat shrinked everything. I mean, I went to town on this son of a bitch. I was like, here, you fucking shorted out now. You're, you're, you must be holding that bitch under water, you know? So needless to say, we got him going. Well, then... During that process, he did Felicia, which I don't know if you saw the other one. That yeah. was the, that was the one that was an, a mask that I that was that's custom made mask. I made that. Oh really? I was down here fucking with Clay one time because he wanted me to start doing clay work. So I was messing with Clay, and I made this weird ass head form out of clay. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to see what I can do with this without adding any type of mesh anything and see what just latex itself would do so i started painting latex all over this clay form so anyhow we peeled it off and i was like dude this thing's weird i mean literally when it got done it looked like i just skinned somebody (laughs) and i was like you know what i'm gonna start painting it so it did it looked like you took a knife and just carved people so justin seen that and he goes man that'd be cool man to put that on something you know blah, blah blah and i was like all right well i tell you what let's do another version of you know sally but let's do it in a human head form. So I took one of the foam heads that we have that we use just for our prop stuff. I hollowed it out. I put eyes light up in it. I put a squirt gun in this son of a bitch, but this son of a bitch went going nowhere. It was <laughs> anchored. So I put a new staff in it, and I wrapped it for him and made it all custom and shit. And then I put that mask over top of the foam head. And I said, Justin, this mask is going to slide around. That way, down the road, if we want to change mask out, you can change faces out. He's like, I fucking love it. Let's do it. You know, that way if we want to change it up, I was like, great. So he's got three different things there from Dark Carousel's, you know, productions there. And he, like, it's like Christmas for him. Oh, yeah. You give him a new toy, dude, and he just goes nuts with it. I see people come out of the house soaked. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, you know, and I'm trying to stay in character. Like, oh, Dr. Psycho got a hold of you, didn't he? And he goes, this motherfucker double pumped my ass. And I said, like, what do you mean? He, I guess Justin's in there going John Wick oh, yeah. on motherfuckers. <laughs> Sitting there fucking. I was like, damn, dude. I said, Justin, like, I'll wait for a group to leave. I'm like, dude, I said, you're drowning these motherfuckers. He goes, I know. He goes, motherfuckers want to get smart with me. They're getting it, you know. And he just fucking was. Oh, yeah. I said, dude, we're going to have to get you an automatic one, man. One of the fucking pump and electric and fucking fucking light them up. But yeah, the, uh, I I enjoyed working with Justin this year a few times in the in Doctor Psychos. Like it, he's, I like it, how he flips the switch. Like literally, you know, he's just talking and shit, and then all of a sudden, as soon as that door lifts up, dude, the switch fucking flips boom, and he, boom, there, there he oh, is. Yeah. he's in character. And like sometimes he forgets to turn it off. Like he'll be just sitting there talking to you, and there's no one around, and he's still talking. Oh, yeah. Justin, there's nobody around. Oh right, 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 my boy, right, my boy. It's like. You're, you're still doing it. You're still doing it. But then again, though, you do it too, though, sometimes. Yeah. Be, especially when you get your German shit going on God. there. God. Well, dude, and it takes me a few <laughs> days to get out of it because, like, I'll get really into character and then... This motherfucker, we're working at Terror Town and shit, and, like, his whole doctor's, like, this German shit. Dude, even after, like, weeks, he's still fucking talking and in this accent. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? What? I was like, you're still talking like I am? But <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the fun part about it. But, like, this year... I stepped back into it. I put all of my effort into it. I wanted to go as hard as I can, and I did. And there was a few times where I went, you know, full retard. I had to, to get that energy. But then it just, my last three weekends, the, uh, my tooth started hurting. 
and then I was I was done. But now I still want more. I want I want yeah. I want a little bit more. And I think this year is probably the best year I've had since nineteen, because uh, nineteen was when I was um, help managing the clown house, and that was that was probably like my best year. But I just I, there there's something <clears throat> something needs. I don't I don't know what it is, but something needs to change. And I don't know if it's the haunt industry or the the customers or or something or myself. I don't know what it is, but I still think it's work. I think it's work in general in the back of our minds knowing that oh man we got to be at work later or we got to do this work 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 I still think it's that fucking mill that just sucks the life out of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and it sucks, but again, I think the podcast definitely helps um keep us going and you know these these movies coming out. I mean, you've seen Halloween yet? Nah. Don't. And I'm not. Don't. Don't do it. That, that, even, even even the uh, trailers like it, it don't interest me. It was not a even the movie. the first one interested me because you know just you know it was, it was like a direct recently direct sequel to the first one. Yeah, and then I didn't watch the second one because uh, after the previews because usually I'm pretty good about piecing shit together just by previews, and I'm like yeah I'm not interested. the the second one wasn't terrible. But it was still bad. Um, but the last one, man, oh my fucking god! Like I, I have all this. Ho- I literally Dude, there was more humor in it than there was horror. I have. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, so much. And even the kills, though, I thought were like funny, and I was like cracking up. I was like, "Dude, this shit's hilarious!" I was actually like, I mean, normally, normally films like that, yeah, you're cheering already for the villain, you know, mm-hmm. to kill some motherfuckers. But dude, I was like cheering him on just because it was fucking hilarious. Like, yes. Do it, you know. Fuck that stupid bitch. I mean, you know, I thought it was funny. Well, you talking about the second one? No, the very last one. Dude, he was only in it for fucking. Well, I know, five but minutes. even the other douchebag killing people, it was funny fucking watching them because the no. it, the film I knew was done. I was like, okay, this is stupid. <laughs> so now it's in for the humor part, and just it, I was cracking they, up. They they ruined it. They ruined um, Michael Myers, and um, and then and the kills though. Some of them were accidental kills. And I was cracking up on those two. It's like, dude, come on now. Oh, I was pissed. I was so fucking mad. Like everything that was happening in that movie, and then like what Scott said um, at the beginning of the movie when that fucking Corey kid was riding his bike through town, you saw on the wall graffitied "Love Lives Today," and I'm like, dude, this is gonna be a drama. <laughs> and it was. It was a fucking chick flick. And I'm like, now again, if it was. It's own movie without Michael Myers, and if it wasn't even in the Halloween franchise, it'd be a really good movie. Yeah. But it wasn't, because Danny McBride and the other fucking dude ruined it. They we wanted to bring more humor into it, and it's like, dude, this is, this is we're, we're, we're taking a step back, which we were just talking about a little bit ago. You're ruining horror movies. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Don't you do that. Like, these movies are so iconic, and they're... Their name is, it's Halloween. You, you, there's a reason why it's Halloween. I mean, dude, when it came out in 78, dude, people were so scared of the shape walking around. They didn't know what the fuck this thing was. But now it's like, okay, now we have Michael Myers in the 18 film. He was absolutely fucking phenomenal in the 18 film. He was huge. He was intimidating. There was no expressions. There was nothing. He was out there to fucking kill. Well, again, even though the film sucked, I still noticed this year, though, people still asked for him at land. People still wanted to see him. So, yeah, to make fun of him. No, again, I, I still people were terrified of him. Well, yeah, even, even though the film sucked, people wanted to see him, were excited, wanted to get their pictures taken with him, and they kept asking for Scott, of course. Well, that's just because, you know, people that are like, like me, I have Halloween shit all over my house. Michael Myers is everywhere in my home. But just because I, I'm a huge fan of Michael mm-hmm. Myers. So the, it's going to be different for me compared to well, them. I'm telling you right now, motherfucker, you're not jumping on the bandwagon when Jason starts raping people. I don't know. But yeah, you, you, uh, you said the R word. <laughs> That's a bad word. We can't say that one. Say what I want. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about Jason coming back? Do you think that's going to happen? I know it's going to come back. I don't know. I mean, I've heard so many. The way I look at things is I'll believe when I see it. Yeah. It's like when a lot of people didn't like it, the uh, 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out that was supposed. I liked it. Yeah, that, I mean, I I personally didn't, but I think I my expectations were way too high for I mean, it. Don't get me wrong, there were some cheesy fucking parts. I love the fucking when they're back. I think they're in the uh, the police wagon, whatever the hell they are, and uh, he's just sitting there and. Uh, the mom dies or whoever dies. I don't know what the fuck it was, but he like grabs that officer's arm, snaps it, and like stabs him in the fucking with his own <laughs> yeah. with his radius. And I'm like, oh. the kills in it were fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. That's I think that's what got me going. I I I tried so hard not to f- like picture the story or anything. The bus scene was fucking sweet. That, oh, that, that was hilarious. That was fucking awesome. I didn't like how they brought back the lady. Yeah, that, that's that's one thing. I think that's what ruined it for me, because in reality, she's originally dead. Yeah, and so I don't think they should have done it that route. But I liked how at the end of the movie he went back to the house. Oh yeah, that was fucking. That was really neat. Um, See, um, you know, you know, the reason why I like Leatherface so much is because he was the that was the first horror movie I can remember seeing. I was five years old. That was 74 or 76? Yeah, 74, but I didn't see it until I was about five or six. Okay. So this is like 81, 82, whatever. But it's funny because uh, I thought I imagined this fucking movie. No. <laughs> because my grandma, now, if you, my grandmother just pictures a short old lady. I mean, it looks like everybody's neighborhood grandma. But she had three and a half cases of horror movies on VHS. She had uh, old silent films on. Uh, 35 millimeter reels would get, would get a would get a white blanket and put on a, and just watch movies. But if you look at my grandmother, you would not think that she was in horror. <laughs> she, her favorite movie is a fucking exorcist. That's fucking amazing. But, um, Some Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. Oh man. yeah. So here I am. I'm watching all these horror movies. Like I said, I forgot. I, I'm, I'm thinking I, I imagine this movie. Well, I was probably about four. No, I was probably about 12 or 13. I was watching HBO and it came on. I'm like, Holy shit. Because I remember part two, but I didn't know that that was part two. Yeah. I remember part three. Yeah. But I did not know that the first one was, that was, I thought was in my imagination. Right. Because my fucked up head. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Hey, I did not imagine this. I enjoyed, I, I sat down with, uh, you know, my fiance and my kid and I turned on the first one and uh, I, my, my son, he's two years old and he's sitting there and he's watching it. And all of a sudden, you know, here comes old uh, Leatherface coming out and, you know, cutting the fucking dude in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was just like, <laughs> that's a big motherfucker. <laughs> but that, like, what, what's funny about my kid, he is, he is, he's probably as big as a fan of Michael Myers than I am. And he loves that shit. So I was like, all right, let me venture off and try other things. So I showed him, you know, Scream. Loved it. Okay. He hasn't seen uh, Nightmare on Elm Street yet, but he's seen, uh, what was that one that we just watched? Oh, fuck, what was it? Damn it. Um, uh, Trick or Treat. We sat down and watched that oh, yeah. together. He fucking loved it. And, like, he, he loves Hollow. Like, every night before he goes to bed, we have to read him. I have this this cartoon um, book of Michael Myers, and it, it kind of reminds you of uh, Charlie Brown, but it's the the story of Haddonfield and it's a kid friendly book and it's all about Michael Myers <laughs> and every single night we have to le- at least read about two or three pages of Michael Myers because he is just so intrigued of Michael Myers because again it's all over the fucking house meanwhile 20 years from now this guy's gonna be on the news murdering people <laughs> and I'm gonna be like dude that's my son <laughs> that is my son well it's funny even even when I was younger the the drawings, even those those little sticks figures, it was horror scenes. Yeah. And I remember I was in first time it happened. I was in eighth grade, and uh, my mom got called called to the school, and they're like, you know, Rick is kind of his own u- unique person. <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, telephone. The funny thing about it is, when she very first when my teacher very first walked into the classroom. She seen my mom. My mom just left. My mom was a secretary, so she was dressed in nice clothes. She walked in the room, walked right, walked right back out. She walked in, walked right back out. My mom was like, "What the hell?" You know. She walked in. She goes, "Miss Plummer." 
She goes, yeah. She goes, oh my God, you're not what I thought. You, you know, you're not, you don't look like what I thought you looked like. She goes, what a biker chick. <laughs> he, she goes, yeah. And then, uh, she told me, she, she told my mom, she's like, you know, I, Rick's a great kid. I love him. But some of his stories are really, really, my mom's like dark. And they're like, yeah, she goes, don't get me wrong. I love reading his stuff, but they are kind of dark and I'm not going to send him to, you know, trying to convince you to send him somewhere else. She goes, because I encourage my kids to write while they, while they want. Well, my mom, what my mom got called for a second time in high school is same thing. But this time the vice principal was, the assistant principal was there, the principal, the uh, uh, school psychiatrist, the superintendent, and my English teacher. And she, they're like, we think that uh, Rick should go to therapy (laughs) because the drawings he does and the the stories he writes are really dark and horror. She goes, well, he gets that after his father because his father is the same way. She goes, now I want to ask you a question. She goes, well, you know, there's a lot of, you know, stories about suicide and murder and stuff. And my mom's like, I want to ask you. And she's like, I think your son's depressed. She goes, what 17 year old isn't depressed? Right. Yeah, for real. Like she goes, number two, would you rather him doing it or writing about it? <laughs> They're yeah. like, we'll rather him, you know, write about it. Yeah. She goes, so no, I'm not going to send him to a psychiatrist because you guys don't like what he writes. Or yeah, draws. That's the problem. A lot of these people think that, just because, you know, we love blood, guts, and gore and, you know, the beauty behind of murder, death, and all this other stuff, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a part of fucking life. <laughs> and it is what it is. We are all sick in our, in our own heads. Get over it. Yeah. Now, there are some sick motherfuckers that actually do it. Yeah. You know, but you know, we just, you can't just. Like he always tells me, don't live your life in fear. Just keep doing what you're doing. Love what you're doing. But just don't do it. You can talk about it. Like guys at work think I'm fucking weird. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I'll, like, I'll say some off-the-wall shit, and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You don't know. It's like one time I was like, man, I was like, I hate when it starts getting cold like it is. And everybody, everybody's like, why do you hate when it starts getting cold like this? Like, you know, finding the date's harder. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you try to dig up a fucking body when it's 20 degrees out. Oh, I fucking love that shit. And, but it's just the expression that what, what you get back the feedback. It's like, you didn't expect that motherfucker. It's like what I told people. I was like, you know, I've been through a lot of my life, you know, I've been through some shit. And I was like, and this is the only way I can, I deal with it. You know, mentally Mm -hmm. is, you know, I've had some fucked up shit happen to me. So, you know, my mind's kind of wired different. Plus, I grew up on heavy metal. I grew up on horror movies. I grew, you know. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting here fucking like probably like, like like 15 years old listening to Cannibal Corpse and just. Oh, yeah. And but like normal people just don't understand that. And it's like, like I, I, I personally don't go to church for the fact of church. Like I go with my fiance and stuff for them, for their sake and stuff, for uh, comfortability and stuff. Yeah. But I'm, they don't know who who they're around. And like I remember, I wore my jean jacket and I have, you know, a fucking bitch in a chair holding a decapitated head and have Halloween spikes and a no god thing in, in church. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. It's just who I am. Yeah. And um, people are just looking at me. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. It's just who I am. I love this shit. I've been kicked out of three churches. <laughs> I, I, okay. by, the time, by the time I was 12. I had the best experience of my life at church. Uh, that was probably, it was a Pentecostal church. I knew nothing about speaking tongue. Mm. Never knew anything about that. I never seen it. Never anything. So here I am. Uh, I think I was about 16 years old. I go to the Pentecostal church. I didn't even know what it was. So here I am sitting at church. And I'm listening to the pastor, and he's doing his thing. And I'm like, I'm not making fun of him or anything. I just wasn't expecting this guy, you know, start rapping to me. Yeah. And um, so he he starts, you know, talking about the Bible and stuff. And I'm listening and stuff. And all of a sudden, it starts busting out in tongue. Well, it shocked me because how, how aggressive he got with it towards these teenagers. And, like, all of a sudden, like, he starts fucking, like, doing all these, like, movements and all this crazy shit. And then I had this um, 
this um, this little pamphlet thing, and I immediately put it straight in my face because, like, again, I didn't know what was going on, so I started laughing. I didn't mean to. It's just natural with this thing. I just, it was so. I, it was hysterical just seeing a grown ass man do this, and oh, he's yeah. he's going hard, he's going ham, he's doing all this shit. Well, my face is in this fucking pamphlet, and I'm just I'm dying laughing. So when you're dying laughing, your body's moving, and it looks like you're crying, right? So all these people get around me, and they start putting <laughs> their hands on my shoulder. Well, everybody started, you know, doing all that crazy shit while I'm dying, and you hear some dudes like, "It's gonna be all right. We're gonna save you and stuff." And like I'm I'm crying because I'm I'm like I'm. I'm just like, holy fuck, I just, this is just too much, too much is going on. And I remember when everything was all said and done, everyone's like, you're so brave for doing that and just breaking down in front of everybody. I'm like, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> you. But again, it's like, I, I could not, the moment was so real and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't take it in because like a lot of these people were, they were just like, they were getting into it. They were loving it. And isn't that, which I respect it. That's just what they believe in. That's their safety blanket. Cool. Whatever. But I was not raised in a religious family or anything. Yeah. I know my my mom; she was a Catholic, and she went to church and stuff. I went to church with my grandma, <laughs> and then after high school, she went the opposite way. She definitely went the opposite way. My dad tried to preach a bunch of stuff to me and stuff, but yeah. like, like me and Bobby, like Bo me and Bobby are totally two different people. And Bobby is more so he likes horror, but he just like pushes it to the side and tries to be normal. Well, yeah. that's just because the influence, the certain people in life that he lets influence him. Yeah, and then like with me, I just let it take over. Oh yeah, because it's just I I love it. Like I'm the person that falls asleep to horror movies. I love it. Um, you just I, fall asleep in general. Yeah, I just enjoy sleep and I enjoy. Horror. But yeah, that's that's the simple part about just horror movies itself and. Uh, I think I think now on we just say fuck Streamlabs and just go the voice recording I don't because know. I, I mean the voice recording shit doesn't really fuck up but it just seems like just is our second time dealing with this because we did a show with a, a guy from Alabama his name is Pongo Joe and he's a really well known slider yeah and halfway through the fucking episode it just it just stopped. I don't know. So, I mean, I it didn't, it hasn't done it in a while. And then, like I said, today's the first time it's done it in a while, but I don't know why it's doing that. But I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, you guys are catching it like right when it happens. Though, yeah. So. so, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to like put everything. We can have two commercials. Yeah. Two <laughs> commercials. <laughs> Fuck it. It's going to be a long show, guys. You got gonorrhea? Yeah. <laughs> you got gonorrhea? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's, it's, that's the show. Um, uh, Rick, we want to have you on again. Uh, yeah. to talk more. Usually we do our shows about an hour and stuff, but definitely talk more and get into that brain of yours because I want to hear more. <laughs> All right, guys, we got Rick Plummer with us. So guys, check us out. Join us on our Facebook, Instagram page. Our Instagram and Facebook page is always growing. Appreciate Rick for coming out and joining us. Love that. Absolutely a lot. Again, guys, I am Arthur, aka Snags. What's your haunt name? Grandpa. 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 Oh, Grandpa. And then we got our guy, Sweets. Mr. Sweets. Again, guys, we love scary stuff. We love spooky stuff. We love you. Fuck you. And you guys have a great evening. See you guys. <laughs>